It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two here on a magnificent football Monday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you on the BetQL Network. Great to be simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. Uh, and if you're watching us on Stadium right now, thank you very much. We got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. We'll be joined by Tim Brando, uh, play-by-play college football broadcaster for our friends at Fox Sports coming up an hour from now. We'll talk Heisman Trophy, National Championship, and more with the great Tim Brando. The whale capper Drew Dinsick will join us as well coming up next hour on the show. NBC Sports batting analyst to give us his plays for the Chiefs and the Eagles. Monday Night Football coming up tonight. Super Bowl rematch and looking ahead to this week in the National Football League with a couple games on Thursday and obviously a Black Friday game where we've got news we will get to in a second with the Jets and the Dolphins. But for now, Ken and I our handicapping week 12 in the National Football League. We only have three shows this week. We got a lot to cram in. So we're giving it to you all today and obviously over the course of the rest of the week as well. If you want our handicaps of the Lions and the Packers, oh my. The Cowboys and the Commanders. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. We covered those two games in our number one. All right, Jake, bring the music back up here, please. And Ken, let's get to the nightcap coming up on Thursday night on Thanksgiving. And that's an NFC West showdown with the Niners and the Seahawks in Seattle. Now, the piece of injury news here that could potentially impact the point spread, the status of Geno Smith, who was bruised his tricep yesterday. Drew Locke, I'm convinced that Seattle lost because Drew Locke came in for a couple series. I think if Geno had stayed in the whole game, they probably would have won. Locke was, as you might expect, as we've seen in the past. Like, he's not very good, obviously. Um... So Gino comes in on the final drive, gets the Seahawks in field goal range. Pete Carroll does the whole Carroll-Saurus, like a like dinosaur brain, small arms thing, and they settle for 55-yard field goal. Jason Myers misses, Rams win, and the Seahawks end up losing that game. Post-game, Pete Carroll says, you know, Gino Smith, like really sore triceps injury. Carroll did say today that Gino is on track to play on Thursday night. So I think like we can operate as if Gino will be playing quarterback for the Seahawks. It does not look low, Kem like the Seahawks are going to have star running back Kenneth Walker. Oblique injury yesterday leaves early in the game, so it looks like Seattle uh, rookie running back Zach Charbonnet will handle the workload coming up on Thursday night against obviously a tough 49ers front. Um, Hufango, San Francisco star safety, lost for the season with a torn ACL, so so that's where we're at injury-wise. 35 degrees in Central Park. Niners a touchdown favorite at Seattle. The total currently sitting at about like 45 and a half, or maybe that's a little low. Uh, Ken, what do you have for us here with the Niners and the Seahawks coming up on Thursday night? Total is 43. I couldn't read my own handwriting. No, you're fine. Uh, open 43 has basically stayed in that area. We we haven't seen a lot of interest in a couple of the totals. The over in the Packers-Lions game, which you mentioned last hour, is the only total on Thanksgiving that's gotten bet. A good amount has gotten bet up. I don't think that's particularly surprising for for people that follow the Lions in these home games and and how these these games tend to go. Also, the first meeting between those teams, which we didn't talk about anyway, in the handicap of that game uh, went over the total between the Lions and Packers. Uh, this another division game. Uh, it's worth noting. So, like, yes, can definitely talk about the game. The result yesterday, like it it seems not like just like unimportant. Like you know, every game in the NFL is important, but you know, like. I think we focus on like a lot of the big results from yesterday. We'll certainly talk about the Jets coming up here. That loss, because you might, here, my point is, you're going to see that score and you're going to be like, oh, like cool, like Rams win. I guess maybe they can get back into it. But like the Seahawks are still good. Like the NFC stinks. Like they're going to be okay. You know, like Minnesota lost on Sunday Night Football. They would be in the sixth spot, Seattle in five. Like, ah, they're going to be good. Like look at the, there's a couple game gap between them and everybody else. Here's Seattle's next four games. 
San Francisco, the game that we're kind of talking about right now, at Dallas, at San Francisco again. Loss, loss, loss. Home Philadelphia. Loss. They're about to lose five games in a row. Think still think they're making the playoffs? Still think this can't get weird? Still think the Vikings can't be the six and and on a completely insane team could be the seven? Maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's the Rams who won yesterday. Maybe it's the Packers. Maybe it's Maybe somebody it's else. Maybe it's Tampa. Packers are probably a bad because you know they're going to lose on Thanksgiving. But you get the idea. Maybe, like it could be someone really nuts. The, maybe it's. The Giants? The Giants. <laughs> no, uh, it will not be the Giants. I don't know. I think they're going to win this week. That's another one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. The the bear. The Bears might might really rue losing that game because the Bears yes. are actually not bad. They're actually I not agree. a bad team. How about how about this? Like I know the Commanders traded. They're going to rue losing yesterday. Like they're going to be like the worst team that every week you look and you go, they could be in the playoffs. They're going to be like the worst team ever that fits that description where every single week you're like, they're really in it. But like, like not, they don't even act like they're in it. They don't even, well, they definitely don't trade like they're in it. Uh, just, it's really crazy. So I know it doesn't seem like, oh, 17, 16 Rams, crazy game. Nah, it's all good. It's not all good. It's really, really like they almost, they kind of like have to win this game really to have this like not get crazy in a few weeks. Like this is the winnable one, but like at Dallas, at San Francisco, home Philly, this is the most winnable of the four. There's seven-point dog in the game. Geno Smith may not play. Rut row. Just wanted to, like, really point. Again, like, I in the NFL, week-to-week league, always make bets based on what's going to happen and, like, what, what the schedule is going to happen in the future, not what you just saw. So, like, if a team looked really good this week, but they're about to play a brutal stretch, don't bet the really good result. Look at the stretch. Like, that's the bad. Like, that's what's, that's what's about to happen. This is why we bet Dallas stuff last week. You look at the schedule. You go, how are we about to think about this team for about three or four weeks? How are we about to think about Seattle? as the team that's about to pick 13th in the NFL draft. Like, that's how we're about to think about them, it seems like, at least, based on what's going to happen. What do I think is going to happen in this game? I just, I don't know what the evidence is for Seattle holding up here. Maybe San Francisco plays bad. Can happen in any game. Like, we don't have a lot of Seattle games against, like, the great teams. We have the Ravens game. Didn't go great. But the Ravens were playing really well. That was at their place. And we have the Lions game from week two, which was like a good win, like a high scoring, fun game. I think what that points to is kind of like that I, I every week, I don't know what we're going to get from Seattle. Are we going to get the Detroit game? Or are we going to get the Baltimore game? Which one are we going to get? And you and I have talked about this, like which teams do we have the most trouble with week to week? Seattle's way close to the top of that list for me. So maybe there's a version of them that really like gives you something here and keeps it close. San Francisco is much better. San Francisco already went through a prolonged slump this season and clearly out of it and playing much better. I, I think I think where I land on this, so of the three games so far, I actually would bet both other favorites before I'd bet this game. I think this might just be the right number in the game. I think seven's my favorite. Whereas like I might lay Dallas and I might lay Detroit. I think this might just be the right number in the game. And I, I, I just would not have confidence in Seattle keeping a game close against like an A-level opponent. So I guess he, my question would be, if Gino's definitely in, because he's not definitely in yet. Pete Carroll has said like, he's on track to sure. play. If definitely, Gino's de- announced, announced in, in okay. th- this comes off seven, right? Or is Probably it seven even and, with Gino? It's six and a half, seven on the board right now. Like there's a few six and a halves. Probably comes off seven. So if you're like the, 
sort of like the scavenger but, for like the half point of CLV. Get, get then, the notification and bet the Seahawks when Geno's announced get it. Get the notification. And try but, to get but, seven. But, but, but honestly, like, if it does, who's... They're, they're losing? I, am, I, am I teasing them to win with Lions one and a half? And then having uh, a piece well, of pie and having a great day? Yeah. yeah, like, is it... Yeah, e I mean, even, I just, if, even at, like... Even if it's seven, you just tease the Niners down to one just to win the game. It's funny because, you know, like you think like a division game with a touchdown number and and Seattle, like you, to your point, like they do dumb stuff. Like they're also a team that wins a lot of games every single year. Like they're not a team necessarily that we should make fun of a lot. They've had a lot of success, but this does seem like a tremendous mismatch, like as at least as much as the market indicates. Also, and this is where I kind of was going. I just stalled there for a little bit. If Gino plays... I mean, that we have to kind of have the conversation, like, if he plays, are we betting unders because he he may not finish the game? He's playing with an injury on a short week. How is this supposed to go? It's supposed to go great against Bosa and Chase Young and these guys? It's supposed to go really awesome? Like, I, he already got knocked out of the Giants game earlier this year. Like, got knocked out of this game. I, I, would, I would, like, begin to think of him as fragile versus other starting quarterbacks. Not that, like, that's a personality flaw or, like, a character flaw. Just that, like, you take enough hits... Like, this needs to be talked about, that are we going to play unders because this may not go really well and you may not be 100% and you may try because, like, you're really good and you're, like, an awesome player. Also, it may not go great. Like, I, if he play, I, I the best case scenario here is he's announced in early in the week, which gives times for props to get posted everywhere and for us to, like, forget about this. And then we and then we probably bet unders on him on Thursday. Short week with an injury against this team. Like the unders can win normally. They can also win because he doesn't finish the game. It feels like we're having the same cap of all three games, which is just the obliteration of the other team's quarterback. But that's kind of what these two these games come down to. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a magnificent Monday. Uh, talking the Thanksgiving games. We'll get to Black Friday in a second. Just one on field handicap note here. I am, and like the, you got Kenneth Walker in fantasy, like I do in a couple leagues, and we're up against a big time now. He hasn't been healthy for a while. Uh, I think the word that Pete Carroll used was like, I don't think it was serious, but it was like, oh, he, it's a real injury, like a real yeah. oblique injury. He, he ain't He used like a Thursday. cliche, not a cliche, he used like a slang term, right? It was He's like, like I, something I, to I, intimate that like, yeah, like yeah. it was basically like, yeah, like it's, it's like a real deal injury, something like real that. Real deal, I think, actually might have been it. Which is, I, I mean, if that's what it was, I, I guess, like great. So um, that's tough. Well, and also, like again, this matchup, like even if he was healthy, this, def this defensive line's a monster. You want to run against this but, team, really? But like the one thing with Walker, and like maybe he wouldn't be able to. He's at least explosive. Like he could, he could be like you know six carries for eight yards and then rip off a 40-yarder and, like, get them in, like a, like, a really positive field position. So, Zach Charbonnet yesterday, so Walker gets hurt early in the game, screws every fantasy team, including mine, he, obviously not purposefully, but just like, hey, that's my experience watching the game was. I lost fantasy matchups because Kenneth Walker got hurt. What can you do? So, Zach Charbonnet comes in, like, the, the rookie second-rounder, 15 for 47, like, against the Rams. So, like, Charbonnet's been slowly eating into Walker's workload, but has not, like, done anything to kind of, like, take anything significant away if Walker's going to be fully healthy. I don't know that he's any good, that, like, Charbonnet's any good. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball in this game, and it's all going to be on Geno and, like, these receivers to get it done. I think it's, like, a really bad matchup for them. Now, that doesn't mean San Francisco wins by 10. I think it's, I think we pro honestly, like, why don't we just, like, tease the Niners and, and, and the Lions just, like, be done with it? And have like a really great yeah. start and finish to the day. And and tease the Cowboys to five. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, right. Or three team I mean, ten I, point and go through right with the, with with the three teams. Uh, except like I think you lose on pushes on that bet. So like I, I don't want Niners plus three if I lose on three. Like I don't well, want we're that not bet, you know. Like a, we would we would just no, noted. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think like I'm just trying to find like like there's a path to competitiveness here. Like the the Seahawks. Like that's what I mean. Like the sort of the the hot cold nature of the Seahawks offense. Like I, they had, uh, they played Cleveland a few weeks ago. Cleveland has like the best defense in the league. If Cleveland, Cleveland's about to, Cleveland might set like a bunch of records this year for things that they're doing really well defensively, which have been very interesting. They allow first downs at like the lowest rate in NFL history. I mean, it's really wild some of the stuff they're doing, and and the Seahawks scored in the twenties on them and in a home game and had like an okay game. Like they didn't get totally they shut down. Yep. Right. So okay, like that's that's your a Seahawks performance is they do that. What they did to Cleveland, they do that in this game. Geno plays pretty well. I think he turned it over a couple times, but uh, Walker ran okay in the game. They at least ran the ball kind of effectively. There's a version of this that's okay for Seattle. My point is just like, I can't place the bet when the other half of the time it's the Baltimore game. And it's non-competitive, and Geno's hurt, and the defense getting shredded. It's just like, yeah, that like that's what it is. It's just You can't run the ball. Okay, which one is it? I don't know. I, I kind of land on like Niners by about a touchdown is probably about right. And and to your point about teasing, if we feel confident this is the right number in the game, I actually feel kind of confident Lions, not seven and a half is the right number, but more than a touchdown is the right number. If we feel Agreed. good that those are like really close to like good numbers, great. Now let's tease away from them because we think those are really like those are like solid, really good numbers. And I want to tease away Then I feel like those are really good. Uh, we have a couple pieces of breaking news as it regards to, mm. uh, to the Thanksgiving game. Um, Aaron Jones officially did not practice today. He ain't playing right. for the Packers on Thursday. Like, that's not confirmed, but I mean, common sense tells you that he ain't going to play. Uh, the Cowboys listed C.D. Lamb as limited on today's estimated injury report with an ankle injury. He's It's a walkthrough on Monday. He ain't, he, yep. I think he'll be fine and ready to play. Tom Pellicero reporting that from NFL Media. We'll bring you more news, obviously, as it comes in. I, I am not concerned right now about C.D. Lamb's availability coming up for Thursday against against Washington. Um, why don't we at least like I can give the news here for the Jets and Dolphins, sure. and maybe we could start our handicap on the other side. Or do you want? Actually, so, I have one more. I have one more thing. Can I do one more ahead. thing, and then we can and then we can yes. do Jets in the next segment? If that's okay. Just like because I'm just thinking about like the person who's watching Stadium, and this is the first segment that they see. It's a Monday. Be like, like favorites. Like this is what we're talking about. Like this is this is like square betting 101, right? Like teasing the favorites down, all this stuff. Just like to provide some clarity and some context. We bet the Raiders last week. <laughs> we, we bet we bet bad teams with the same frequency that we bet. It's just like it if you have a philosophy where like one has to be bad and one has to be good, like, well, I don't bet favorites or I don't bet under whatever, then like you're you're gonna miss out on stuff that might be good. Like we're equal opportunity here. Whatever the whatever the board looks like, whatever we're kind of into, that's what we're gonna go with. This week. Yeah, it's huge mismatches in good spots for teams that are probably going to win. Like, that's how we're playing it. Now, join us on the other side to see if we're going to make a case for Tim Boyle and the Jets on Friday oh against Tuatunga-Vailoa and the Miami Dolphins. Black Friday, and then we'll get to Sunday coming up next. Nick and Ken, you better you bet. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Jim Nance with the call yesterday. Zach Wilson actually finally did it yesterday. 
was so bad that the Jets finally pulled the plug and benched Zach Wilson. So the news was uh, was made was confirmed by Jets head coach Robert Sala earlier this afternoon that not only has Zach Wilson been benched and Tim Boyle will start coming up on Friday, Black Friday for the Jets against the Miami Dolphins, but Zach Wilson will not even be the backup quarterback. Trevor Simeon will be the backup. Zach Wilson will be the three, and like Sala adding that all three guys are going to be active on game day. Like what? Like what is it here? Like, does, he, does Zach Wilson have, like, pictures of Woody Johnson, like, in a, a compromising position or something? Like, this makes no sense. They owe nothing to this kid. Like, enough with Zach Wilson. I don't even dislike him. I don't know him at all. But, like, can, can, we, can, can we just say enough right now? Like, how stupid is this football team, the New York football Jets? Uh... We'll talk about their game against Miami in a second. We'll turn our attention to Sunday coming up in a moment as well as we continue our handicap week number 12 in the National Football League. Tim Brando still to come. The whale capper Drew Densick still to come. Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Jake, let's bring the music up here. And Ken, let's talk Black Friday with the Dolphins and the Jets where... Let me just... Because we got some news here. Let me just make sure I have the point spread right. Okay, yep. we, have, we have officially yep. hit 10. Yeah, uh, this uh, this move this was, right when the new, the announcement was made. This this move, ninety nine percent of this happened, basically. Like the the first ten popped a couple hours ago, but it it's we're still in like nine and a half range. At BetMGM, the current number, the Dolphins a ten point road favorite at the Jets. Ten point road favorite at the Jets, and the Jets have a good defense, or, or or maybe they're coming apart at the seams. Total of the game is forty. So Tim Boyle starts. 10-point dogs at home. Obviously, every game moving forward now is a must-win for the Jets as they try and keep themselves afloat for the potential return of Aaron Rodgers, like, or not. This whole thing's like, just like, I I'm so done with all the Jets' melodrama this season and the Rodgers drama. Like, enough already. Um, also, I'd like for him to play to win Comeback Player of the Year. But anyway, Ken, Dolphins and Jets, pen, pencil, blood, or blank? I think uh, the Boyle announcement, I think, I think, like, wrecked a betting opportunity in this game. Which is, remember, so we were talked about the Bills for a few weeks, and you, yeah, I, I feel like I've given you credit for the same thing 10 times, but whatever, it's like the lead into this discussion, that you were like, well, if they're not going to change anything, then we're going to keep betting against them until there's a catalyst and they change something. And we bet Denver on Monday night a couple weeks ago, there was no, like, they didn't make a change going into the game, they lost, then they made their change, and then they dump-trucked the Jets as a result. So, like, a catalyst created, it didn't have to be a buy opportunity on Buffalo, just like, okay, they're doing something different now. Like, I can be off this angle. And if they were going to have Wilson ever start this game again, and the number was going to be seven and a half, which is what it was in the market, like, we would just slam the Jets, in it, or slam the Dolphins, rather, and it would be, like, the easiest bet of all time because they were just going to keep not doing the same thing. Just doing them. something different. I mean, or easy, I'm right? saying, like, I don't even think you would have to. Just like I didn't think you didn't have to tease Buffalo yesterday, to be fair. Like, we didn't bet it, but, like, you didn't have to. Um, I think, like, they were gonna just, if they were going to keep doing the same thing, it was easy okay, now they're doing something different. Does it matter? Like, this isn't like firing a coach or a coordinator. Like, you're putting in, like, a quarterback who's arguably worse than the guy that you were playing, which is almost impossible to do. Do you get a one-week bounce out of this? What is this going to look like realistic? I think the problem is, like, this still makes me like Miami, but the quarterback news caused, like, a dramatic shift in the market where you don't get anything close to what you would have got before. Like, you had 10 now. Like, it's just, it's a, it's different. And, uh, and a low total game. So... I'm never going to bet the Jets in this game yet. Well, I guess I should say I'm not betting them yet. Like, I guess if this got to like 13 or 14 or something, then I would probably bet the Jets. So at these numbers, I still wouldn't bet the Jets. But now it's like, is there enough uncertainty in this game? Not even that Boyle's good, just that like 
maybe the defense just won't quit or something like that. Like, I mean, maybe maybe everyone will just be a little different in a way in one game that causes the game. To, that's what concerns me, because when it was just going to be Wilson and we were going to do run this back somehow and it was going to be seven and a half, it was, I was going to come on and be like, I like Miami. I just like Miami in the game. Now we're doing now the Jets are doing something different. I don't know if it matters, but it is different. And that's what just gives me a little pause here. Uh, I still wouldn't bet the Jets at these numbers. Miami's obviously very likely to win. Maybe nothing here. Um, just, I don't know. How did you interpret the Boyle Wilson stuff? Um, I, you'd almost, almost, you'd almost wish that uh, if you're a Jets fan or you wanted to bet the Jets that the opponent were different here. Because it's like, here's Miami's defense rolling in. And great, like the Jets have like a singularly great receiver in Garrett Wilson. Here's Jalen Ramsey. Like, good luck with Tim Boyle throwing him the ball. Like, good luck. Um, I guess you want to make a case like the Jets are going to be able to run the ball in the game. Also, like their offensive line's absolutely terrible. Here's Vic Fangio and the Dolphins pass rush. It feels like a really impossible spot. And I'll just, I'll, I'll say like, because last year, Zach Wilson gets benched and here comes Mike White. And I don't want to talk about the Jets-Vikings game that he played because that was maybe like the most excruciating beat of the season for me last year where the Jets should have won that game at plus three and didn't end up covering the spread. Mike White had shown in the past... Like, he won that game against Cincinnati a couple years ago, like two years sure. ago, that he was a guy that could come in off the bench and, like, be a little decent, right? And actually, like, not be terrible. Um, and maybe, like, had some upside. And, like, the team rallied around and the team loved Mike White. I, and maybe I'll be wrong. And, like, to be fair, like, Boyle did cover a game a couple years ago starting for the Lions in year one of Dan Campbell. Um, Tim Boyle's not Mike White. Like, Mike White's a lot better than Tim Boyle. Like, we, we've seen Tim Boyle before. The hashtag real ones will remember a couple years ago when, like, we had the whole conversation about if he didn't end up starting. Goff ended up starting the game. But if Boyle starts on Thanksgiving, what do we want to do? Boyle started three games for the Lions a couple years ago. He's he's not, he's he's bad. Now, he's not Zach Wilson, so maybe, like Ken's saying, maybe the defense, like, doesn't give up. Because they, because it's someone different. Like it could be one of us. Start. I could start the game, and the Jets' defense would give more of a damn. Because they know that maybe I, I bring something to the table. I don't, but that Zach Wilson doesn't. I, I don't see this going well for the Jets. I don't know if like this is the. And also, I think the first time Tim Boyle throws a bad pass, it's not like Zach Wilson throwing a bad pass. Like the weather's gonna be crappy. The crowd is gonna. The crowd's not happy with the team. As soon as like the wheels start coming off, I feel like the crowd turns on Salah big time here. I think it's a really bad set of circumstances. To your point, I don't know if I want to lay Miami because like ten feels probably like it's pretty good. I I would not take the Jets at this number. I would need more to consider taking the Jets. It's it's crazy. I mean, this is the fourth game we've done. We haven't done a game with a point spread less than seven yet. So again, your standalone games this holiday season, touchdown eleven. It's the touchdown, holiday although the, season. Right, yes, oop dee doo. Teasing those favorite by eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your two team six pointer. Uh, so the the but so I mean, but really like. You know, how about some projected close games like the one tonight? That'd be kind of cool. He'll uh, anyway, be sent then... to the bench now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just uh, the bench. we'll be teasing those points down. <laughs> so he he I just you know you look at these games and it's you know like I I'll bet an underdog if I think it's valuable. Of course of course I will. Like uh, you know we're not averse to uh to taking a dog in any game. The, I just these games all set up terrible for the underdog. They set up yep. so bad, and like I, I'm the guy who loved the Raiders and at a big number last week loved the Giants. 
So like I'm like this is me talk like I me you the person like I it's it's your old pal Locky like I got you so like I I hear you it's like ah oh, same thing like square favorite yeah like I think they're all great smash. so and, and these people go great if you think that then bet the underdog like right? good luck these they just might, seem they, like really bad setups to bet like we just explained to you why we don't like it. yeah I just this one's just a little different because again like. I don't know, like in one week, could you get something out of like the quarterback? I guess. But to your point, this isn't, you know, like the Titans going to Levis or something or like some upside something. Can I, can it's I just ask you a question bad. here real, real quick and I'll let you continue. What if they, what if they announced Simeon was playing instead of, instead of Boyle? Would you, would you take 10? Would you consider, I'd actually consider it. Simeon has actually been decent. Well, at He's not good, but it's right. better here, than what Tim I, Boyle. What, what I was going to say is. I think it's pretty telling. We all watch the games. People that bet early in the week, they watch the games. We all read the press conference. Like everybody's people, we're all aware of what's going on. We all see what's happening. The betting market thinks Boyle's worse than Zach Wilson. We all watch, and don't, and don't be like, don't be like, oh, well, like, yeah. Everybody watched how bad Wilson was. And they said Boyle and people stepped up and said, great. Now I really want to bet against the Jets. Like that, that happened. <laughs> like, I, it's not what, like, they don't, who cares what I think, I guess. Like the betting market thinks this guy's even worse than the guy that we've just been watching. That's pretty telling. The, what do you think the Q rating of Zach Wilson is right now for a better, zero of a hundred. This guy's a negative one somehow. That's it. That's almost impossible. How can, like, how can a market think someone's worse than Zach Wilson? But they might be right. He really might be that bad. Also, oh, by the way, Maybe, like, hear me out on this one. Maybe Hackett sucks too. And this was all with like Aaron Rodgers in mind. And now it's like Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle trying to do this. Like, it's just maybe this whole thing just sucks. And maybe that, I mean, Miami's getting bet. I, okay. Let's be really square Detroit, Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, Moneyline 14 parlay. Who loses? Uh, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Okay, and they three team. They don't lose. They win. Three team. Detroit, Dallas, Miami. Who loses? Your Bucky. And and like I know how that sounds. I think that's what it is this week. Like I think that's what it is. How about some of these games like might land around teams. the number? They're impossibly big numbers. Yeah. Like I, how about how about this in honor of Thanksgiving? The two team. Leon let Memorial Thanksgiving oh. money line parlay Dolphins and Cowboys. Leon, but like, I remember where like, I was well, when I watched that game. Been watching football be like, for a long time, and I just and you might be like, oh, well, like that's not going to pay great. I don't know what it pays because I haven't put it in like the apps yet. Whatever it pays, I'll be pretty confident that the likelihood that it happens is more than that price. I will. I, th I think that's just where we are here. I think I just how are the Jets a, scoring? What a what a dumb four games! Like, and I'll what, we're I, gonna watch okay. all of them and bet all of them, oh, and yeah. like these are good teams. But like, come on with these games! Like, what if? Okay, so what I told you? Okay, let's do this exercise. If I told you before the season that there would be a game in which the offensive plays would be called by Coach Hack, and his quarterback would be Tim Boyle. I mean, could you? Could I, I, and and it's against the Dolphins. Like, could you imagine this being an actual thing that's going to happen? Good luck. Dude, also, like, uh, do you, do you I, think I the Jets have a lot of home field in this game, too? 
and honestly all i am from new and like I mean, you don't even need to be a new i guess like you kind of do need to be a new yorker like philadelphia sports fans can understand this boston sports fans also we're all kind of sure. the same in the northeast like i'm telling now it's not going to be the same as if it were zach wilson first incomplete pass everyone turns like jets fans hate this team they hate Robert Sala. They hate everything that's happening right now. They are dying to turn, and they will turn the moment that, that, that things start going poorly on Friday. That is a promise from me, a New Yorker, to you that that will happen. Prices Mike Brown has figured out on these Moneyline parlays. Uh, all four. I love that this is the conversation so far in the first hour of the show, because I think these are all really likely to win. And I'm I, I think I'm a fair judge of value, just to be perfectly honest. Detroit, Dallas, San Francisco, Miami together, plus 139. No 49ers, minus 127. So no 49ers would be Detroit to win, Dallas to win, Miami to win. Minus yeah, you, 127. You just win. You win. I it's, I I it's I don't even I don't even have to frame it that way. Like yes, I I agree with you that we are going to win a lot of the time. I mean, is there is there like a forty percent chance, forty five percent chance that one of those teams wins in a normal NFL week? Seven point favorites, eight point favorites, ten point favorites. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. There probably is a chance. Like you know, you you always uh, you always underrate the amount of times an upset's going to happen. Jones is in playing for the Packers. Like, but I just it's late in the season. Like I, I I think we know what the teams are. I actually kind of think we can confidently make these bets, and I don't make these bets like ever. And that's how this week sets up for me. Like make a case for a dog in these like Seattle's the one you can make the case for. They're at home, they're well coached, they possibly could be healthy in the game. We'll see. Like I, I understand. There's a lot of familiarity with the teams. Purdy's home road splits are not ideal. Although we had, I mean, also they played Jacksonville two weeks ago. What happened? So just like, you know, okay. What about the other three? <laughs> it's like, what about, okay, what about the other three? I I don't see it. I, I, li- I, like, I like bad underdogs all the time. I don't see it on these. I don't see it on any of them. We do have a, we have a piece of breaking news. We will not talk about this game today. It's the Vikings-Bears game, which we'll be playing in Minnesota next Monday night. Um, Kevin O'Connell saying that Justin Jefferson is going to be questionable for the game, but like ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeting that yeah. like the most likely scenario for Jefferson is that he will return for the Vikings after the bye. Coming up in week 14, Jefferson will return. I feel return. like that could turn so, like, a little bit. Took him. Like they lost last night. He didn't play in the game. They lose. What if they lose the Bears on Monday night? He's on the sidelines and, I, you know, not in the uniform. It's a it's a hamstring, and if like they get him back too soon, and like he tweaks it, like he's done for the year. And this is a team that's probably going to go to the playoffs. I think they'll hold him yeah. out until he's one hundred percent. I kind of meant like the fan base, like and they'll be like, "Hey, man, like we need you. Like we might not make it now." No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, also like he just, he doesn't have a contract extension. He'll be like, "Okay, great, see ya, see ya." See ya. All right, on the a on the other offense. side, we'll start moving through these games a little faster. We'll go to Sunday in the NFC South with the Saints and the Falcons. So unfortunately, the Falcons didn't uh, stay in front to uh, to cover the game. But whatever. But it was uh, symbolic. Greek freak Spiro Adidas. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, whatever. It was uh, the Spiro Adidas, the Greek freak on the call there on CBS a couple weeks ago. Desmond Ritter returned to the lineup, replacing the injured Taylor Heineke, and uh, 
Now Desmond Ritter reclaims the starting job from Taylor Heineke. Ritter will start for the Atlanta Falcons coming up on Sunday against the Saints and presumably for the rest of the season if he's able to be somewhat decent. Otherwise, obviously, we turn to Heineke if he's absolutely miserable. We will talk Saints and Falcons coming up in a moment here. We've got a big college basketball game, though, coming up in 20 minutes with Gonzaga and Purdue. Our pal Tyler Morales, the creator of College Basketball Bets. Tyler, you have a play on this game for us, please, with Gonzaga and Purdue. Feast Weeks continues to roll on. We're at the Maui Invitational today. They actually left like the old gym they used to play at, the small ones. So now they're actually like in an arena, which kind of stinks for the Maui Invitational. But I like Gonzaga, Purdue over 154 and a half. Same exact Purdue team as last year. Zach Eady's still there. Painter's still coaching the entire roster, still there. They play fast, shoot a ton of threes. No different than they've been the last like four or five years. Gonzaga's really bad at defending uh, three pointers. I think Purdue should have their way on the perimeter. And I expect Gonzaga to play a little faster pace, try, try to tire out Zach Eady. And Gonzaga under a mark few. They just they run up and down the court and shoot a ton of threes. Over 154 and a half, a high total, but these are two of the best teams in college basketball and two of the best offenses. So I think we're going to get a lot of points. Okay, so Tyler Rolla with Gonzaga and Purdue over 154 and a half at the Maui Invitational. Tip off in about 20 minutes here on this Monday afternoon. Tim Brando will join us in 20 minutes from Fox Sports talking college football. The whale capper Drew Dinsick after him talking National Football League. Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports. All our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, the final hour of the show. But for now, we've hit Thursday. We hit Black Friday. Let's turn our attention now to uh, to Sunday. And for people who are like, well, what about college football Saturday? Don't worry, we will get to it big time over the course of the week and in 20 minutes with our pal Tim Brando. Jake, bring the music up here. And Ken, let's go to the NFC South um, on Sunday, 1 o'clock, with the Saints and the Falcons. Both teams coming off their bye. A really high-leverage game, potentially for the division, potentially for a wild-card spot in the NFC. Uh, Desmond Ritter, as we told you, will start for Atlanta. We are still awaiting who New Orleans' starting quarterback is going to be. People remember uh, a couple weeks ago, when the Saints lost to the Vikings, Derek Carr knocked out of that game with a concussion and a shoulder injury. Jameis Winston comes on in relief and like almost brought the Saints all the way back in that game. Dennis Allen said, saying after the game that there is no quarterback controversy. Carr will start if healthy. That's because they paid him all that money. It was really stupid, and they are like clinging to that kind of like the way the Jets have been clinging to Zach Wilson for so long, finally cutting bait today with Tim Boyle set to start. So Carr remains in concussion protocol as of now, which is kind of scary because it's been like nine days at this point. So hopefully Derek Carr's like, okay, like the human being is all right. We'll find out over the course of the week if Carr is able to play. Like, I, I would be pretty surprised if Carr didn't, if he didn't clear concussion protocol in the next six days. It's already been over a week. My guess is that we see Derek Carr start this game. But again, we'll bring you that news as we move forward with the week. Maybe it'll be Jameis Winston. The current number, Ken, at BetMGM, basically like pick the winner. The Saints are like a one-point favorite, but it's juiced towards Atlanta. Game's basically a pick em. Total is 42 and a half. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Saints and Falcons pick the winner. Yeah, and I, I think I... I... I think I can pick the winner if I just know who New Orleans starting quarterback is, honestly. Um, I This is a game where I do think the difference, even if it's not like in a, a rating sense, like, oh, well, the point spread's not going to change a lot if it's one versus the other. And I don't know if it would change a ton if it was Jameis Winston instead of Derek Carr. But I, I do think the, the ceiling on Derek Carr is so impossibly low. And we've seen so many games with him at quarterback this year that if he clears concussion protocol and he plays, 
Uh, I would like the Falcons in the game at like a pick plus type number, like a plus one or a pick. And I would really like the under in the game. Uh, I think this would like profile. We've seen enough of these types of games from both teams. I would be really confident in like a 2017, 2117 type of game that the Falcons, I think, would win Ritter at home against a really bad quarterback um, in Derek Carr in, in close game situations. So it's it gets really tricky if it's not that. So I'll just start with that. Like if it's what we think and it's Derek Carr, uh, it's probably Atlanta. It's definitely the under. And if it's Jameis Winston, it's like a giant shrug emoji. I don't I don't know what this is going to... I just, I don't know what this is going to be. I mean, look at Chris Olave. Everybody had jokes, right? Chris Olave, like, resurrected his fantasy career. Jameis Winston comes in for five seconds. Chris Olave's got, like, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, like, that tells you there's some volatility. There's a really high ceiling with Jameis Winston. Also, he turns the ball over a lot. What is it going to be in this game? I don't think we know. Should the total be this low if he's the quarterback and we're taking more shots down the field? Maybe it's literally an under if it's Carr and an over if it's Winston, which is really crazy. I just, not knowing who the quarterback is, I can't, like, tell you that I'm going to make a bet yet. Just, I'm hoping for Carr because we've seen this type of game so many times this year with them already. Pick them kind of a game. Like, honestly, maybe more talented than the team you're playing against, if you include who the quarterback is. The coaches, coaches, very, very, very terrible. And the quarterback is bad. And in close games, I'll take Ritter. I don't think Ritter's good. I don't even think Arthur Smith's good. I'll take him in a home game 100 times out of 100 over Derek Carr and Dennis. Like, not even close. And so I need Carr to start in order to follow through on making those bets. And if it's Jameis Winston, then I think this whole thing gets upended. And, like, honestly, all things are possible. So let me ask you this question. You don't have to be right. So just like, what, what do you think? The Saints announce tomorrow, Carr is not going to clear concussion protocol, whatever, shoulder injury, whatever. They bench him. Jameis is going to play. What do you think happens? And again, like this could be a pencil, not pen call. You don't have to be right. So not like to put you on the spot, like make it a 100% accurate prediction. What does your gut tell you what happened to the point spread of the game if Jameis Winston was announced as the Saints starter? Almost nothing. Maybe like a one point like move, pick, but we're gonna we're gonna be under pick, three either way winner. on either side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe the Falcons are favored by one now instead of the Saints, which is basically nothing. Um, yeah, I I don't see that being very impactful because Carr's peripherals are really bad. He checks the ball down a ton. His yards per attempt is bad. They're bad on third down. They're bad in the red zone. Jameis Winston is worse than that. Like, and this isn't a Tim Boyle thing. Like, Tim Boyle, like, is barely an NFL quarterback. Like, Jameis Winston was the number one pick in the draft. He played a long time. He's, like, got a high ceiling. I don't think there'd be a big... I Again, I can be wrong. I just... I, I would have a hard time believing that a team moving away from Derek Carr towards someone, like, a reasonable option would cause betters to be, like, got gotta have Atlanta in the game, with especially with how Carr's played so far this year. You better. You bet with Nick and Ken talking Week 12 in the NFL. I hate that you're I hate that you're right about that. Not that like you have to be right, but I agree with your train of thought. Where if it's Jameis, it kinda will make me kinda think twice. They can still it. lose. Just like I don't want to bet it. Yeah. If it but like but to your point, like we know exactly what Derek Carr is. Jameis yeah, could be three hundred and three touchdowns or like three hundred and three picks. Like it could be one, either one, right? All of them uh, return for a touchdown somehow. Like break an NFL record. Right. I think it's going to be Carr. I would be pretty surprised if it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to bet Atlanta. It might be my favorite bet of the entire week. Um, I I said a couple weeks ago, and I was not like, I 
didn't report it. I just heard it from someone that I trusted that Arthur Smith basically got dressed down by the higher-ups, the powers that be with Atlanta for both the way he dealt with the media and just player usage, like we're going to draft B. John Robinson eighth overall and you're going to run end-arounds to the second tight end, John U. Smith, instead of give him the ball. Like, cut the bleep, basically. And then we bet Bijan overs against Arizona, and Bijan got the ball a lot. My sense is he knows he's job. I'm not reporting this. I'm not in his head. I'm not. I, I'm not like in Atlanta in Flowery Branch to like know this for sure. I think his, he knows his job's on the line. I feel like he's going to cut the bleep, and I think it's going to be Bijan, and it's going to be London, and it's going to be Pitts. I like Atlanta in the game as long as Derek Carr is the quarterback, but need Carr to play. So we'll wait for that sure. confirmation. I think the Falcons will be my favorite bet of the week when that's announced. Kind of like is a terrifying uh, thing to say. If it's Jameis. As a silver lining, let's just say it's Jameis for a second. I mean, Olave overs for like a billion dollars, right? And uh, and maybe Rashid Shahid overs at a reduced price. And like Camara reception unders. Well, we were having this conversation, hashtag off air. Um, and Michael Thomas is maybe not done for the season, but is going to miss significant time. A.T. Perry will probably be like the, and people who don't don't know what that is, oh, don't worry, we'll talk about him later in the week when we do the Prop King segments. A.T. Perry is likely to be the one-for-one one replacement for Michael Thomas. So basically, like, if you have Alvin Kamara in fantasy and you have, like, Taysom Hill in fantasy and you have, you know, A.T. Perry, which you don't, but if you did, or you have Michael Thomas, you want Derek Carr. You want the short area passing game. You have Olave, you have Rashid Shahid, the guys that get the ball down the field, you want Jameis Winston. That's how this is going to work the rest of the year for New Orleans. Yeah. I'm not splitting the atom by saying that. That's just kind of like what you know, you know what AT now. stands for, right? AT Perry. Anytime touchdown. <laughs> I love that. Also, his middle name is Donald. It's ATD Perry. Anytime touchdown. Oh. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Love ATD Perry. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, since we're on a one game per segment pace here, let's try and at least oh, start yeah. another one here before we Snail, end the hour. Snails here on You Better You Bet. Yeah. Yeah, this is not great given that we only have a couple, or maybe it is great given we only have a couple days this week. Um, Steelers and the Bengals in Cincinnati. So obviously, Joe Burrow's done for the year for the Bengals. Jake Browning starts. I, I think the Bengals are dumb, but they're five and five. Like they probably think that they can, like, maybe still be out. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, the Steelers. I had this conversation, Ken. You had gotten up for a second. I was talking to our executive producer, Alex Fasano, who's like a diehard Steelers fan. And it brings me no pleasure to say this as someone who's like been on the Kenny Pickett bandwagon. Like he just like he might be bad. Like it might be it might be over for Kenny Pickett. And like Canada sucks too. Like the scheme's terrible. Also, like I just I think that he just might be bad. Like he just might not be good. And they got stuffed in a locker yesterday by the Browns, and they only scored ten points. And there are videos which I would actually urge people to watch. I think it was Matt Harmon that posted them. It might have been Pat Doherty from NBC. Oh, actually, no, it was Ben Solak, our buddy from yeah, the Ringer, Solak. posted it. It's the it's and it the was beyond all, the line of scrimmage, right? Yes, yeah. it was all the Kenny Pickett passes behind the line of scrimmage, and they're all like like wounded ducks. He's brutal. Um. And that sets us into this game with the Steelers as a one-point road favorite in Cincinnati against Jake Browning and the Bengals. Ken, you want to give us a couple thoughts? We can carry this over to next hour on the show. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said in the first hour, like I've made my bed with the Steelers. Like I, I when when Burrow's out for the season, like I bet the Steelers to make the playoffs. And I, I figured the market would move on it. But like, yeah, so here's CLV Hall of Fame because uh, they lose to Cleveland and like they're in a pick em game in this game. Like I I have to root for them to win. The, like this is where that's bet. This is where that bet's supposed to start paying off is that the point spread in this game is much different than it would be if Joe Burrow was playing quarterback, which it is like their favorite in the game. They'd be a, a huge underdog if Joe Burrow was playing quarterback more than a field goal for sure. Probably not a touchdown. And, uh, and so a massive swing and win probability. Do I think they'll win? 
I hope so. <laughs> it's like, God, that's the best I can do right now. All right, we'll talk more about this game coming up next hour. But coming up next, let's talk college football with Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Nick and Ken here on a Monday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.